Hello and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This is episode six, Smurfs versus Fraggles. I'm Chris. I'm Mark. And here we go. Okay, so Smurfs and Fraggles. Um, the first thing that comes straight to my mind is this, Smurfs have got a massive advantage on numbers. They have, but they didn't have any psychotic Smurfs. Well, they have very few psychotic Smurfs. It's a Smurf for everything. There's like hundreds of them. That's why they, there is literally, if you can think of a personality trait as a Smurf, there's like Brady Smurf, Handy Smurf, Grumpy Smurf. Was Handy Smurf the New Year's Eve special? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was Handy Smurf. Anyway, the one with the, he wasn't Builder Smurf, was it? it was yeah, he was. Yeah, he was like overalls and he had a little pencil yeah. and shit. Yeah. But yeah, basically, like they're like the seven wars, but there's fucking hundreds of them. You take a personality, so there probably is like Matt's murderer Smurf and fucking crazy if, Smurf. If there's not, we should make that. Yeah, there's a Smurf for everything. I don't know how many Smurfs there are. But, oh, there are like, thousands of them. Yeah, whereas Fraggles, like by their nature, there was always a thing, wasn't there? With um, what were the big things called? Ah, uh, began with Doozers. G. Oh, no, no, no. Doozers were the little things. Oh, sorry, yeah. There were the big giant things. I want to say Gorns, but it's not Gorns. It's something like that. Gorks, that's it. No, you were supposed to Gorks. Yes, whereas Fraggles, by their very nature, like there was always this thing with the Gorks, the big giant things, yeah. they were always like trying to catch Fraggles. Mm. So there's not many of them. Like there's only, I mean, there's always hints of a wider universe in Fraggle Rock because there's things like Uncle Traveling Map and everything. Yeah. But there's only like a handful of actual Fraggles that you ever see mm. in Fraggle Rock. There's about five or six of them all together. So you're talking about essentially an army full of Smurfs yeah. versus a handful of Smurfs. However, the Fraggles had much more defined characters. They weren't yeah. just like pick a character trait. They were like, for a kid's show, Fraggle Rock was pretty deep at times and those characters were really well-rounded. Yeah. Like you had um, your main ones, you had Red, Gobo, you had Moki, who, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into Moki in a bit. But then what were the other two? There was Red, there was Red, Gobo, Moki. There, there were two more because there was one kind of had a bit of a John Lennon thing going on with like a hat pulled down oh yeah, yeah real miserable fucker like the world was always ending he was like the fucking Eeyore of Fraggle Rock and then there was the really loud one in the fucking Hawaiian shirt I don't remember that oh he was a nutter he was a little nutter uh, in a Hawaiian shirt and he was afraid of everything yeah I mean I suppose Wembley 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 named after the stadium and then there was Booba Booba was the one that looked like uh, John Lennon he was a bit Nothing like him personality-wise, just for some reason I always just thought, yeah, yeah, it really looked like kind of New York era Lennon. And I mean, that was kind of, that's, that's the, the, the big difference with, with the Smurfs is that you had, in, in Fraggle Rock, you had rounded characters who, oh. you know, they, they had names and their personalities. In the Smurfs, you just kind of had Papa Smurf because he was old and he was, so he was the leader. Brady Smurf because he was clever and Dickhead Smurf because he was a wanker. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, the, only, the only one who really didn't, it yeah, epitomised her name was Smurfette. Yeah, yeah, well, Smurfette's an odd one, isn't she? Because she's not... She's not really a Smurf. Not really a Smurf. She's like the fucking Wonder Woman of Smurfland. Like, she was made out of clay by uh, Gargano and, and sent in to fucking screw up yeah. the Smurfs, basically, because there was no women. Yeah. So she's not... I guess she is a Smurf, because they've kind of adopted her since. Yeah. But I guess she's got capped anyway. Yeah, she, I mean, she's got she's, she's in there, she's part of their tribe. Oh, she's part of the core, really, when you say the Smurfs to people. Yeah. Instantly, you're going to go to, like, brainy papa Smurfette. Yeah, if, if I mean, I, I didn't like the film that they did a couple of years ago. So I haven't it. seen it. It should have been cute and cuddly Smurfs, but it fucking horrendous. But what they actually did was the right thing. They took out the core cast, which was um, papa Smurfette, brainy, 
can't remember, I can't remember what his name was. He had a Scottish accent. I want to call him Jockey, but that might just be a huge racist <laughs> thing on my part. But there was a um, there was him, and then there was a very a timid, sort of cowardly little one who's now I also can't remember. I want to call him Pussy Smith, just because you know, why not? If they did it now, that's what they call him. Pussy Smith. They were kind of your core anyway. So for the fact you've had a cast of thousands, apart from you had Baker Smith who made a cake every day, and Singing Smith who did this, and Narrator Smith, Smith who introduced every episode. Yeah, I mean this is the thing we could. We could literally counteract anything that Fraggle Rock could throw at us just by going, oh, that'll be something for Machine Gun Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've kind of got to stick with, with the core, with the understanding that obviously there is a great number advantage there. In the same way that the Fraggles, I guess, could always call on the Doozers, even though the two don't really get along. Yeah, it's part of the same universe. Yeah, it's part of the same universe. And I said they don't get along, they just kind of exist they're kind of against each other you know, there's a weird circle of life thing going on there with Fraggles and Doozers wasn't there everything the Doozers built the Fraggles used to destroy and eat can't remember how it goes whether the Doozers used to build things out of radishes or whether they used to like they, they did something with radishes because yeah. Fraggles eat radishes that's it and then Doozers used to make like these Doozer blocks or Doozer sticks or something it was called and Fraggles liked to eat them so Doozers essentially the whole society was like the Doozers get up every day Go to work, build shit. hard graft, building shit for no apparent reason. And that's what they do. Yeah, it always looked like they were just trying to do some sort of preservation thing on the rock, like it would always be scaffolding and stuff. Yeah. So maybe they were trying to stop the rock falling in or Yeah, I, I don't remember specific stories or anything like that, but I, I can always remember seeing them, and they say, like, like sort of scaffolding, yeah. as it, and sort of like trackway and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, little mine carts and shit yeah. and stuff. So, so the doozers just used to get up and graft all day, every day. Whereas Fraggles were basically fucking chaps. They did no fucking work and just stole everything either off the doozers or off the old guy who lived in the farm because they'd go up and nick his radishes. Hmm. No, he didn't. Yeah, he lived on the farm as well and so did the fucking big things. Yeah. And the fraggles rose after the radishes because that's why the dog used to chase the fraggles. Yeah, was, Sprocket was the dog. Sprocket was the dog and the old guy had a name as well but I can't think what his name was now. But it was Sprocket was the dog, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, they basically, when you think about it, they're thieving little doly chaps. They're, they're gypsies. Yeah, that's what fragments are, essentially. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because automatically people are going to lose sympathy for them just by the fact that now thinking about it, you go, oh, fuck, yeah. Well, Fra- like I said, Fraggle Rock was really interesting. Like that. If you look at it, if you really wanted to pull Fraggle Rock apart, there's definitely some sort of societal comment going on there because you've got essentially a clan of farmers who were the big, the big guys. Then you had, like I said, the Fraggles, who essentially lived on a welfare state. They were, they were basically hippies, is what the Fraggles were. And I think, especially if you look at Boober, mm. Boober is like she's Susan Sarandon as a Fraggle, basically. <laughs> 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 That's what she is. She's some fucking crazy old sexed up lady. She used to walk around with her, I, I remember this distinctly, even the kid. She had a dressing gown, right? She wore clothes. And it was always open, like full frontal open. She was basically walking around in the nude. So, like, yeah, she's some crazy old fucking hippie chick. Then you, you had, like, Travelling Matt was just off basically backpacking. So, you know, you got that. And then the, the doozers, like I said, they're just as straight line working class as you could possibly get. They get up and they graft and support the fucking fraggles. So there's definitely something going on. And Smurfs, consequently, we've got your Smurfs. Every Smurf's got a job. To his character trait, they're almost communists. Because basically everything's for the good of the little Smurf village. Yeah, no Smurf is ever 
actively trying to make money for themselves or anything like Baker Smurf is baking bread for the whole village. Yeah. Hannah Smurf is making things for the whole village. Or tossing them off. Or tossing them off, yeah, depending on Smurfette, well, you know. Well, yeah, we can go into that. Smurfette's the village bike, I suppose. But. Yeah, and again, looking at it in terms of you know, communist, not communist uh, societies, you've got a great big bearded leader who does fuck all. Yeah, there you go. Happy days. It is interesting. And so maybe Gargamel was supposed to be Reagan. Yeah, kind of had that fucking did, Yeah, Reagan. yeah, because you could, as a caricature, well, I think it would predate yeah, the Reagan, Reagan era, but you yeah. could definitely pull a parallel there. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, if you look at um, not so much the, the Hacker's Era version, because that was a, a caricature of a cartoon, which, how the fuck that looks, I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the, the one, certainly in the, in the books, the original um, Belgian um, comic books, there's a very distinct um, sort of hooking of the nose, and also, you're supposed to empathise with, with the Smurfs, and you're supposed to root for them, not for, for Gagaman, and they so they tried to do it in very much a way that, same as the, the Nazi did with the Jews, they, sort of, they, they made the features very distinct and yeah. very overstated, just to really sort of demonise and vilify Gargamel. Mm. And you never really got any sort of insight as to why Gargamel was after them, what he wanted from them. I was just about to ask you that exact question, because like, I can't remember at any point Gargamel expressing why he was after the No, he was just after the Smurfs, mm. as far as I'm aware. I mean, I'm sure there are people who can correct us on that, but I, I don't remember any reason why, other than he wanted, he wanted the Smurf village, but we don't know what he wanted before. Like in Fraggle Rock, the Gorgs were after the Fraggles because the Fraggles kept stealing the radishes. Hmm. Yeah. So that made sense. Yeah. I mean, in fact, it was only like the, the vaguely idiotic child Gorg that even thought they existed. The mother and the father were kind of never really gave much credit. They knew Fraggles were there, but they were just like, oh yeah, he's seeing Fraggles again, kind yeah. of thing. And occasionally they'd see one and get really frightened. Yeah. So it, at least that made sense. Like, they yeah. wanted to catch the Fraggles because the Fraggles were eating the radishes. From what I remember, the, the Smurf village was hidden. It was a magically... Yeah, there's a lot of magic in Smurfs. Because yeah. Papa Smurf can do magic, I, I seem to recall. Yes. To, to a small degree, anyway. Yeah, to yeah. You know, proportion. Because didn't he do something with Smurf? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, excuse that phrase. And he did something... But he, I definitely remember being something with Smurfette because when she was made, she was disfigured or something. When she, she came out wrong. She came out wrong. She was she was shorter. She had a again a sort of gargamelish nose. Yeah. And sort of frizzy black hair, oh. like a no, sort of like a broken afro. Right. And then they you know, they had the the couple of um stood on a couple of sort of mini stories which made up I think three episodes of sort of five minutes or whatever they were where she was you know doing tricks and she was pulling tricks and she was ch- trying to turn everyone against each other and then all this other. Which she's turning tricks. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that was later on. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she she was there. She was she was trying to turn them against each other. She was playing them off against one another. That was the whole purpose, wasn't it? Yeah, that was cause, the cause, cause chaos, yeah. cause cause dissension in the ranks. Yeah, and then I can't remember how it came about, but essentially that failed because she had a conscience, or she developed a conscience by being with them, mm. and she decided now she defied Gargamel and turned. She I can't remember if she confessed or she got caught. But she basically defied Gargamel and being good and noble, they they took her in and they made her one of their own. So then, the, obviously, the first thing they, they gave her makeup was make her pretty. So when she's out turning tricks, people actually want to fuck her. Um, so they straightened up the nose, yeah. and they, they gave her the, the sort of the long, luscious blonde hair. Mm. And they just generally made her a bit more attractive, and they gave her eyelashes as well, so you could tell she was a girl. Yeah. That's where it came from. So yeah, and I don't think there was so much magic there, as, other, than, other than she developed a conscience that she didn't have. Right. Now, and that's how she came into it. Into, yeah, I knew, I knew there was something there like that with her, with her looks and stuff. But the question that raises is, if there are no girl Smurfs at all, there's no females in Smurf society. So who's to say she wasn't pretty to begin with? What is like what is the standard? 
Well, would you have smurfed her before? I don't think I'd smurf her now. Like, I'd break her. <laughs> she like, how big's a smurf? Yeah, I think it's take my little finger. Jesus. That's a challenge for you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the point is it they, it went on what what was conventional. She, you look at some of her. Yeah, her like, what's conve- like that this she's is conventionally okay. pretty uh, for our society. For standards, yes. So she the, the, the luscious long blonde hair, the big go eyes. Yeah. With the sort of flutter eyelashes, the the the, the, the slightly you know, the slightly smaller rounded nose hmm. uh, so they made they made it pretty by human standards because obviously humans designed it yeah um so you look at it in that sense you think well that's what they did so they they took something that the artist wouldn't have deemed as pretty sort of the big wild hair and the crooked nose and the beady eyes yeah and, that. and they transformed that from what did they say was unconventional to what they deemed to be conventional oh yeah yeah that's I get like, that. like yeah. they are in the, the point is as i can see what you're saying is that how how within the universe yeah. like this it's obviously just, where this where this choice is meaning so, yeah. at some point, some artist sat down and went, do you know what, we need to make her a bimbo. Yes. So, <laughs> for, all, for all that we can argue about, you know, Fraggle Rock being a little bit progressive with his comments on society, the Smurfs takes a giant quantum leap backwards in terms of feminism. Like yeah. A, yeah, she's not a girl unless, and she certainly can't be attractive unless she's blonde, yeah. big tits and big eyes. She's not tits. I don't know, maybe she hasn't. I, I don't think, I think, I think, that, I think they're all the same from the neck down. From what you can see. So she's hermaphrosmith. They're all hermaphrosmith. Yeah, how did, or they, Unitsmith. how did they reproduce before? They all had hats on, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they had like those white, yeah, so the, floppy... Yeah, so maybe they're hiding genitals under there. I mean, I know there was a family guy snippet joke, hmm. and I vaguely remember that somebody threw something on the floor, and Smith had to bend over to pick it up, and uh, the, 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 the hat rose, and then she turned around and quickly flop back down again and then it went up again and it went to bed over again so it's an easy joke and I said we don't know that was the intention but maybe no. that's where the generals are because or maybe they don't have them because it was supposed to be for kids yeah maybe I mean there is a lot of kind of there are a lot of phallic symbols in space I mean they live in toadstool houses to start yeah, with yeah. you know and then as you say there's the hats and so yeah, and then you look at when they go, when they're out in the mushroom forest, you know, it's all it's all toadstools and mushroom and trees are very long thick shafts yeah. with fairly grounded before they just top. Yeah. You know, so kinda of like your, your your cartoon trees are five year old draw. Yeah. You know, it's tall and it's got a bulb of, of leaves on top. If you look at it from, from a distance and ignore the fact that the top is green, it kinda of looks like a cock. Yeah, there is definitely a lot of phallic imagery in this moves. Yeah. More I think about I'm, it. I'm fairly it. sure that if it was done today and you did it frame did it frame by frame in the animation, half the trees for a frame at a time and you do it and you flash it up for a frame and disappear. Half of them are carved on the trees. Probably. Probably. You know, or the, 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 uh, the flowers would all be tulips and then they'd, they'd look like yeah. cocks and that. Okay, right. So we've got the universes sorted then. So Smurf-wise, I guess we're including Smurfette, Papa, Brainy, Handy. Yeah, just because I like the name Handy. Do we allow in Gargamel, in which case we need to bring in Azrael as well? Yeah. But then Asriel's a direct match for Sprocket if we're flipping over to Fraggle's side and allowing those, so I guess yeah. that makes sense. I guess, I mean, they're, they're, if we look at where we've done, done these in the past, it's, it's core universe. Yeah. And irrespective of the fact that they are the, the villains and they're, you know, they're not part of the, the core group, they're part of the core They're part universe. of it, yeah. They, they were... In the same way that Skeletor was allowed in with He-Man. Yeah, because, and, because yeah. he's a central figure in that universe. And okay, so, we'll allow, so these are Smurfs then, so we'll go with Smurfette, Papa, Brainy, Handy, Gargamel, Azrael. Yeah. 
any more that we could... I'm sure they'll crop up. Yeah, so there'll be machine gun smurf and machete smurf and uh, yeah, coroner smurf. They can be anything smurf, basically. Yeah. So we, we need to be wary of that. Yeah. So then on the fraggle side, then, there are five core fraggles, basically. Red, Gogo, Uber, Wendy, Moki. Yeah. Right? Then we've also got Sprocket. Sprocket, yeah. The old dudes are human, and so I think we've got to just... But so that's get, then we've got to get rid of Gargamel's all at the Oh, I guess, yeah, because Gargamel's a wizard as well, yeah. So yeah, okay, so we allow the old dude in as well. I think we've we've got to exclude the giants because like they're just gonna squish. Yeah, everyone. there's there's no there's no comparative. They're like fifteen foot tall. Oh there's also traveling Matt over on Fraggle Rock as well. Yeah. Who's gotta make an appearance because he is a regular. So in this case actually when you wait up like that, Fraggles actually have the numbers, they've got one more, but as we say, Smurfs can pull something out of the bag at any point. Well this is it. Um not only that, I mean, I'm trying to remember because obviously Fraggles are very small. They're bigger than Smurfs. Well, as I said, they're bigger than Smurfs. So Smurfs are going to have that you know, scatter, and scatter and run advantage. I always kind of figured Fraggles were about the size of a fox or a badger or something like that because they're always coming up through these holes in the ground to stealing radishes and stuff. Yeah. And you would quite often see them in relation to Sprocket. Yeah. Whereas Smurfs, I'd take as being about an inch high. Oh, God, yeah. Smurfs are like minuscule. I mean, they, they live in mushrooms. Yeah. So they really are tiny. Fraggles, I distinctly remember, I can't remember much about it, but I distinctly remember there being an episode where they broke the, fo- the fourth wall on Fraggles. There was definitely an episode where they were like running around the studio and shit. Right. And they were about knee high okay. to a person. So yeah, about double fox size then. Yeah, they were about a foot and a half, two foot, something like that. They, right. They were so considerably big. bigger than the yeah. years. Like they're still, they're small, but they're not like tiny by yeah. having... I would imagine a doozer is probably about the same size as a smurf. Yeah. If you look at any relation to a fraggle, because doozers really are fucking tiny. Yeah. So yeah, fraggles definitely got a high advantage. Yeah. But I think with that, as I said, the, the smurfs have got the, um, the, 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 the scatter and run and hide approach because they're, they're going to be, they're going to find a lot easier to find places they can get out of the way. Well, the smurfs have got an ability as well because of the characteristics. Apart from smurfette, whose characteristic and ability is basically being a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've all got something they can do, like Brainy Smurfs, obviously, Thinker, Andy Smurf can build shit. Yeah, if Brainy thinks that Andy can build Yeah, whereas Fraggles, like I said, are basically lazy dossers. You can't do a lot. I mean, you've got. Throw them some wheat cake and they'll just be done. Yeah, Moki is is literally a fucking hippie. She is just gonna fucking waif around in her open dressing I mean, maybe that's the only thing she can offer to the fight. I mean, Smurfs, apart from Smurfette, have never really seen a woman. She needs them a fucking life. She wants in there. They're not going to have any fucking idea of what's going on. But then, but then again... Which I guess would make Smurfette jealous. So there's your first fight. The counter to that is that they, they've never seen a woman before, but they don't really know what a woman's for anyway, in that respect. Oh, she can show them what a woman's for. <laughs> even, even with the size difference. I mean, she's not going to feel anything. Well, like, true, yeah, because... Yeah, they're still reasonably small, so they'd have to like band together. I mean, Gargamel could do it. Yeah, true. But then, yeah, then you get into all realms of bestiality. And uh, Gargamel doesn't really look like somebody that would be bothered about bestiality. I mean, we've got a conservative audience to think about. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's the most <laughs> shocking thing I've ever said on this podcast. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, to, to that extent, yeah, I think the fact that if you did have Moki. Moki. Um, trying to use the fact that she's a, no, she's a woman 
uh, against the other swimmers. So you, you would have some of that being judged because that's her sole function is that she's there to be the girl. Yeah, and I think there you go straight away. There's how your fight starts. I mean, if those two start going at each other, then you kind of, even though neither has got an ability as such, you kind of can give that to Smurfette just because she's a little bit more fiery and energetic. And I think <laughs> like Moki is literally just going to be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, jump along. But I think the, th- the thing is as well with Smurfette is that Smurfette was designed for anger and for... Yeah, exactly. She's so she, fiery. Even though the fact that they've kind of magicked it out of her and they've transformed her into a princess and all the rest of this She's still got it in She's it. still got it in It's still part of her innate character because that's, what, that's how she was built. Yeah. At the end of it, she wasn't born, she was created. Yeah, and she was created with that ethos in mind, so she's going to have that. And I don't really know how the, how a, a physical fight would work between those two because of the, the size difference and all the rest of it. Well, you kind of got to look at it in the same way of like you look at a cat and a dog fighting, which I'm sure we'll get yeah. onto in a bit with Azrael and Rocket. But if you look at a cat and a dog, contrary to popular belief, and it, well, it's not so much popular belief; it's more people would like to think a dog would beat a cat because people tend to gravitate more towards dogs. Okay. Simple hard truth is, and I've seen this go down. Oh, okay. dogs are Fucking time. cat will take a dog down any yeah. day of the week. They're smaller, more agile, more fucking vicious, yeah. and they're smarter. Like, I always remember um, growing up, my nan had quite a lot of strays, and there was a dog next door. And I will always remember one of her cats fighting this dog, and it just got on the dog's back and rolled it like a fucking bronco. It eventually tore the dog's ear off. Cats are fucking, they will oh, always yeah. take a dog. The only advantage a dog has got is it's got brute force and size, and if it can get a lucky shot in at a cat straight away, like yeah. it, could, it could kill it in one go. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, dogs have got stronger, their, their mechanism for killing is different to cats. So they, yeah. They've got the jaws, and like, yeah. it's all about. Pressure with the front paws and, and biting, whereas cats it's all it's all about the scratching and until you get to so your big cats. It's wearing your enemy down. Yeah, essentially. It, it's it's using the strength, the agility, the speed. Oh, using the speed and the agility to to wear them down to a point where they can't fight you anymore. And then you can't stop them. Yeah, I it would, I guess it would kind of be the same thing with Smurfette. Like it, there is definitely a size difference, but not in such a substantial way that it would be between say a Smurf and a human. Because yeah. Fraggle's only like, let's say they they knee height on humans, so Smurfs probably. Ankle height yeah, to a yeah. fraggle, let's say that's about fair. So yeah. she's still, it's not like you could literally step on her and squash her. No, she'd you'd have to get a, a bloody a, you know, a, a, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure, yeah. yeah. So she feasibly could kind of mount Moki yeah, I mean, and just look, lay into When it. you look at the Smurfs anyway, and they're, they're so way of fighting Gargamel and that's also to run like fire. Yeah. So they are quick and they can get into little crevices and, and crannies, which I mean, I don't know what we where this fight's happening, but there's always going to be somewhere they can hide. There's a crack in the floor, they'll be able to hide there. Yeah, and I mean, you've also got to figure as well, like, the Smurfs are obviously very protective of Smurfette. You see it all the time. Yeah. Being the only girl they are, because of course she needs a group of big, strong men to protect her. Or, no, they Smurfs, but... Whatever. Yeah. Um, but as soon as they see shit going down, whether she starts it or not, like, the Smurfs are just waiting straight in. Yes. So Moki's not fighting one Smurf. No. She's fighting five of them. Yes, but I mean... I think that's the different. That's one of the differences that the Smurfs are going to be cleverer in their approach. Mm. So if they send Smurfette, and it, or Smurfette is being chased by Moki, they'll, they'll let Moki come across Smurfette while they come up with a plan, and yeah. while, or while they execute a plan to then take you know, to either take her down or to just get her away from Smurfette. Yeah. But I think by that point they've they've got a plan which they can then put into motion. Yeah. Which as I said, I don't think the Fraggles will will have that capacity or will do that. Oh no, definitely not. The way this would go down, I think, is once Moki is taken down, which is what's going to happen, she's got nothing to offer. Yeah. Like she is literally a fucking crazy old sexed up hippie. She's got nothing to offer to this fight. Yeah. But she was Red's 
I don't, I don't know what she was to Red, but she was always kind of... They were friends, anyway. And I remember they kind of lived together. She was almost like a kind of older sister, mother figure to Red. So when she goes down, Red's gone off the deep end. Yeah. And the one fraggle that you do not want to fuck with in this equation <laughs> is Red. Because <laughs> she's a fucking nutter. She's mm. like... She will just go crazy. It's like like the touch paper. And yeah. There you go. She's a whole fucking bag of crazy. Yeah. And I, th- I think then that's where the fight gets interesting because whereas whereas Moki isn't hasn't got that fire angle, so the, the angle and speed. I think if if you've got Red going, that's the, it's going to be very difficult to preempt what she's going to do. Oh yeah. I mean, she's even. I mean, she's always quite kind of perky enough, but she is just a ball of energy, like. She was that was her whole character. She was yeah. like this athlete, energetic, preppy, big bad, crazy basically. Yeah. So you just don't know what she's gonna do at any given moment. She's just gonna be fucking tearing through Smurf Village, fucking kicking mushrooms over and all sorts of yeah. shit. So that's that's where it gets interesting. The fragile uh, sorry, the, the Smurfs then need to find a way to slow her down, is what they need. Yeah. Now to me, what's gonna make this interesting is where the the non Smurfs and the non fraggles come in, so Azrael, Gargos, Brockett, and the old dude. So we look at the side that they're saying, well, hang on, we're always against them, so we'll t- so the old dude is Brockett will team up with the Smurfs, and Azrael and Gargos will team up with the Fraggles. Or do you go for your, your classic hero villain combo? I think it would be that, because I think we don't really know why Gargamel wants to get the Smurfs. Yeah. But so we know that he doesn't want to kill them, he, he wants, wants to catch them. Yeah. So if he sees Red going postal on Smurf Village, then he's instantly going to think, well, if she fucking wipes them all out, he ain't got one. So he's going to have to protect them in order to capture them. Now, I think for me, especially what we were saying about cats, is that Azrael is the weapon there. Yeah, definitely. So you said Azrael. You said Azrael. And Azrael is going to be able to act in many functions. It's going to be a a big old fucking horse for the Smurfs. Yeah. But I mean, it's also going to be, I'd imagine, more or less fragile-sized. Yeah, but so a lot more aggressive. Yeah, so in a, yeah, in a direct fight there, you could take a lot of fans down. So this is where Sprocket needs to come yeah. wading in after Azrael. Now Sprocket, I can't remember what type of dog he was. He was like a big old shaggy sheep yeah. dog. He was pretty fucking useless, to yeah, be honest. Because that's what I thought in my head, and I remembered that at the same time that was on TV, there was a show called Portland Bill, which is a similar sort of animated. Yeah. Um, and there was a big fucking shaggy dog in that as well, so I couldn't remember whether I was mixing the two up. No, he's 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 a big fucking shaggy dog. Like sheep dog. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you could even you could get fraggles mounted spot in the same way, very similar way. Actually, thinking about it now, in labyrinth, he used to have the the fox knight dude yeah, on top yeah. of his dog yeah. as well. So yeah, you could get a fraggle on top of him where you yeah, yeah, you yeah. get one on top of on, on top of rocket. So I mean, red being in trouble there now with Azrael is going to be Gogo that jumps on top of because they had a real kind of love hate relationship going on. Yeah. So as much as she used to wind him up, like the second she's threatened. Well, yeah, it's a, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I can argue with you, but nobody else can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're for me to piss off, not anybody yeah, else. Sir. So he is gonna. So let's say he goes charging in on Spocket then. So you know, got Spocket with Gogo on his back, going after Azrael. Yeah. Now, first thing Asriel's going to have to do there is mount Sprocket and take off Gogo. Yeah, I think Asriel, from what you saw of Asriel, Asriel was used to, he, he chased the Smurfs, then he'd run away from other stuff. He was quite a fraidy cat, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, they, they did a lot with him, I think they did more of it in the film than they did in the series, but there were certainly human characteristics to him. Yeah. Like he was a bit of a smart ass, he'd laugh, and he'd scream yeah. you laugh and stuff like that, and he wouldn't talk. 
Yeah. But he could communicate. But I think looking at a little ginger Freddy cat, if he's got a, a big a big sheepdog with a frag on his back charging him, he's gonna run like fuck. That's pretty fucking terrifying thing to see. That is yeah, pretty terrifying. Yeah. So, but he's he's gonna run away. And they're gonna chase him. Fourth man you've got Azrael, Sprocket and Gobo mm. are, are out of the fight for the moment. They're they're out of the way. So you've got Mogi's down. Mogi's down, yeah, she's she's the first casualty of war here. When are ready? Because Azrael was going after Red and is now being chased by Sprocket. So yeah, so I'm Red going? is now taking on the Smurfs. She's yeah. running around trashing Smurf village, basically, throwing pom-poms at people and shit. Mm. In the midst of all this, you've probably got Wembley fucking cowering in a corner somewhere. Yeah. And then you've got Booba just sat there going, well, I fucking told you this was happening, the world's ending. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he is really, like, he is the most pessimistic motherfucker on the face of the planet. Like, he is... He's not going to get involved. He's no, just going to no. sit back and criticise everyone. Yeah. So he... Yeah, his, his political statement's going to be, I'm, I'm not getting involved. He's going to be a conscientious objector, is yeah. what he's going to be. His own side's going to have to handle on watering. Yeah. Basically. But Wembley... That'd be fun to watch. Like, Wembley would always get into these kind of scrapes. And he was always kind of the reluctant hero. Like, because he was such a coward, he would always end up making a breakthrough and making this... I think when they did break the fourth wall, I'm sure it was him that actually found the way to do it because there was this place that he was afraid of. I'm sure there was like a black hole or something that he was afraid of and he eventually ended up going through it and then pulled everyone else through. So he, he had that about him. Like yeah. he was always an accidental hero. Yeah. And I think that's very much the role he'd end up playing here. Like he would he would run away and hide, but in running away and hiding he would probably find something extremely useful. Either that or he'd hide in the biggest toadstool which happened to be like on Smith City Hall. Yeah, exactly. He didn't end up knocking it over or something. Yeah, yeah. That, that was watch. the kind of shit that yeah. would happen. But he certainly would not be running into this fight. No. If we look at that way, then you've only really got Red doing any damage. But the, the Smurfs are really going to have to... In the way that they could all team up on Moki and take it down, you couldn't do that with Red. No. She's going to be moving too quickly. No. And then she's the way, you, the the way you have to do it would be using the other Smurfs you've got, using Grady and Handy and you know, construction worker Smurf and policeman Smurf and yeah, they did. Navy Smurf um, to, to build something. To, to Did you just put together the village people of Smurfs? Did it really take you 15 seconds to work that out? <laughs> But yeah, so they'd have to work together to, to build some sort of contraption, even if it's something really basic like a trip. Yeah, well, I mean, you. I mean, that, that's the way you'd have to do it. Right? Yeah, they could kind of go all fucking Galvez Travels on it. Yeah. If they, if they constructed a trip wire, yeah. knocked her over, and then again, they could mount her. This is all about mounting fraggles, really, I guess. Isn't life? Yeah, you need to mount a fraggle to kill it, basically. Um, How does it feed me? How do I fuck? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, well, if, you, if you're going to. Fuck any fraggle, you would fuck red anyway. Well, because well, no, she's not the only girl. No, Moki give you a better time, I think. Moki's probably a bit easier. Yeah. Plus, red's like she'd go fucking fatal attraction on you. You wouldn't fucking touch her with a barge pole in real life. She is one of those fucking crazy chicks that you don't know anything. Yeah, but yet. she's kind of full of full of you know, fire and energy and piss and venom. So you're kind of gonna get a, a good time before she starts talking. Yeah, yeah, and then she'll go crazy and boil your pets. Yeah, but that's when you set the smurfs on. Oh, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, she had like her hair was in those kind of bun. Really tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you had plenty to grab onto and. Anyway, <laughs> not that I thought about fucking fraggles. No, no, it was not. And like I said, if I was going to fuck a fraggle, it would be monkey anyway, so. Yeah, you don't know what sort of fraggle STDs are about, though. Yeah, but you'd have fucking stories to tell. 
Yeah, but you'd like grow furry shit inside your dick. Maybe you'd turn into a fraggle. Because where do fraggles come from as well? Well, why don't I be fraggled in a day? <laughs> but there's only like six of them. On this particular rock, there could be fucking thousands of them on other, oh, other yes, rocks. Yeah, yes. But we never see them. Well, that's it, we never know. But Travelling Matt's got to go somewhere and he's got to come from somewhere. Maybe Travelling Matt is like, just like spreading his seed. He's the daddy. Yeah, he's like Alpha Fraggle. Yeah. Like Papa Smurf. Like Papa Smith, yeah, I guess. Cause, but yeah, Papa Smith's just around spreading his seed everywhere. Yeah, like, maybe his magic is actually just comes everywhere. <laughs> come on, Thomas. Maybe they're not white hats. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, yeah, okay, so they, they've tripped around the other town, so at this point, Papa Smith could even mount her, and we could get some weird kind of Smurf fraggle hybrid. Oh. A fruit. Or a snaggle. I think a fruit sounds more friendly. Fruit, yeah. Well, would it be friendly, though? I don't know. I mean, it could. It's, it sounds nice if, you know, for, for the child audience who would know then watch it without what I think at this point, most. Most conscientious parents have turned the TV <laughs> off. It's 2015, they probably haven't. Yeah, probably not. Okay, yeah. so she, right, she's down then, so they can, they're either going to have to now restrain her. Yeah, you either need to, rest, you either need like a billion Smurfs to. Well, they have yeah. a billion Smurfs, yeah. this is the thing. You either tell them to travel it, and let's say you, t- you're, you end up tying her down, which would make her easier to fuck. Or you need something to pin her down, so you need to knock one of the joint toadstools down. Yeah, I guess, but I mean... But how would you do that, and why, why would you take that? Yeah, uh, yeah, and the giant toadstools don't get to a, to a smooth, that's like putting a building on a smooth. To a fraggle, they're not really yeah, that big. Or something. Yeah, they're not really that big. I think she could probably get out of the way yes. of the toadstool, or if she really wanted to, eat it. I mean, they are... You know, they are vegetarians, they eat radishes. Yeah, that's true. So there's no reason she couldn't eat. I mean, it might fucking send her even crazier. She might trip out or something, but... But they are all kinds of donors anyway, so... Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, so, she'd be up for experimenting with yeah. the fucking mushrooms. Yeah, that's it. If, if it wasn't good to eat, she'd probably set on fire and smoke it. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I mean, fires may be the way to go here once she's down, because, I mean, fraggles are quite furry. They're going to burn yeah. pretty well. So maybe you just try and burn it. But then you risk taking out the rest of the Smurf village. Yes, and like a billion Smurfs. Yeah, but there's plenty of Smurfs, like casualties of war, dude. What's a little bit of genocide between friends? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Have somebody else said that? How do it was? Little fella, (laughs) attack. It's not real. It's okay. (laughs) These aren't real people. (laughs) Fine. Yeah, so, so, right, okay. So we're looking at fire then. I think so. I think that, well, it's fire or magic. I mean, we've still got Gargamel kicking around. He could come in this big fucking cauldron and just fucking tip boiling oil over it. Yeah, but again, at that, the, the problem with that, with that is any, any big gesture like that the Gargamel's going to make, it does he risk taking out the Smurfs as well. True. Yeah, true. Because that would, if he tipped his cauldron over, it would it's, wash over the Smurf. Yeah, it would sort of run through the streets of Smurf Village and um, take out the, the toadstools and drown people. Yeah, and, and although he had magic, it was pretty useless magic. It's not like he could wave his hands and yeah, set it, it on it, fire. It was the equivalent of, is this your car? Yeah. It, 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 it looked very impressive. It was fucking, fucking rubbish, point. yeah. So, yeah, I, well, I guess they've got to, they've got to, first of all, restrain that. That's the first thing they have got to do. So they've got to get the rest of the Smurfs involved and just get a load of fucking vines or whatever. Yeah. And restrain it. Because she's not going to stay down for long. No, it's, you know, you, you think of any of the editions of Gulliver's Travels, they, they pin him down and they tie him. But he fucking fights his way out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's just that much bigger and that much stronger. So instantly the fucking Smurf army en masse has got to descend. Yes. I try to tie her up. At which point do the doozers come in? 
Well, they'd have to, wouldn't they? So if the Doozer's now wading against the rest of the Smurfs, then you've essentially got a full-scale war going on. Yeah, but I mean, the Doozer's, they're all, they're all industrious, they're all construction workers. Right, all... bulldozers and shit. Yeah, but are they... They could, like, fucking bulldoze through the entire Smurf village. Yeah, but as again, are they, are they going to... Are they going to want to do that? Are they going to see things that? Because in reality, the Fraggles just kind of fuck them up. Yeah, but they, they kind of need each other because the Fraggles need to bring the radishes for well, the users to make the yeah. bricks to build shit. That, that is the thing. I could say that Fraggle Rock as a society, despite the fact that Fraggles were essentially parasites, it, it was a definite circle of life thing going on. Like all of those people within all of those different species within Fraggle Rock needed each other mm. to exist. Yeah. So the Fraggles need the Doozers, the Doozers need the Fraggles, the Gorgs need them all because they keep the other pests away from their Gorg farm and shit like that. So they were all needed. It's kind of symbiotic. Yeah. They all needed each other. So if the Fraggles go, it upsets the fucking circle of life within Fraggle Rock. Yeah, until... Eventually the Doozers so run out of shit to build with. Or they work out how to get the fucking radishes themselves on lazy twice. Well, they, they probably wouldn't be able to carry them. Plus, I mean, the gold, like, the fraggles were smart enough to evade the gold so they could go up and get the radishes without a problem. Whereas the fucking doozers are not smart. Mm. They're, not, they're not fucking paid to think, they're paid to work. You know, the gold's yeah. are just going to capture them straight away. Yeah. If not, come down into Fraggle Rock and just batter shit. So, so, yeah, don't, don't wonder what gold's eat. Fraggles? No. Um, well, yeah, but the fraggles, the fraggles go, what they I don't ever recall them wanting to eat the fraggles. They're just trying to catch it because the fraggles were always the ra- in the radishes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that was a problem. But yeah, the, the doozers need the fraggles, so they're going to mm. have to defend them. Yeah. I mean, at that point, do they just do they start building shit around red to protect it, or are they just using the bulldozer to clear it? I think they'd be more trying to, they, they would have to swallow their instincts and actually destroy it. And anarchy would have to reign. They'd have to come in with their bulldozers and shit. And as fast as the Smurfs can build shit, well, yeah. then you'd have to destroy shit. So you've got a, a definite war going on there now yeah. between those two. No, it's quite interesting because in my head I've got, I've got a game of lemmings going on. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. No, you, 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 if I don't build it, they're all going to die. They're all going to die, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so those two are fighting over there. So now this leaves us then with Gargamel still hasn't done anything. No, the old dude hasn't done anything, apart from set his dog up on Monastery um, I, I don't think the old dude would do anything. I think he'd just fucking sit there and potter. I, I think he'd just be sitting there thinking, well, nobody's in my radishes at the moment. Right. Yeah, I, I think he'd just leave him to it. So I don't think he'd be a problem. So you've got Gargamel. Yeah. Now Gargamel's going to be probably be concerned about Asriel as well, well because Asriel's still being chased by a big fucking dog. By a big fucking dog with a frag on his back. Yeah. So you've got... So Asriel, now, uh, sorry, Gargamel's got to wait into that and bail Asriel out, I think. Yeah. yeah. For all, as we just said, for, for all his, his bluster, his, his magic was pretty shit, so he's not going to use that. No, he's still a human, though, so he's still got a definite height advantage. He basically just needs to... He needs to catch up his pocket and whip Gobo off his back, basically. Yeah. And then what we've got is a straight cat and dog fight. Yeah, which, which we've as we've already said, despite even the fact that Azrael's a bit of a fraidy cat, if pushed, yeah. he's going to take his rocket. His instinct is going to be to go for the rocket. Yeah, no. so we're now in a situation where we've got Gobo and Gargano fight. Yeah, now to me, the first, the first thing you do, if you think Gargano, you magic yourself up a dog whistle. Yeah. Because then Sprocket's going to run, the stop chasing Azrael and run back. At which point Azrael becomes the chaser anyway. But, so we get those into a cat and dog fight, we just said. So then the interesting thing is, does Gargamel think, well, what the fuck is that? 
I can maybe use that and use that evidence to make a potion or something. Yeah. Or does he say, well, I can unleash that on the Smurfs and use that to distract the Smurfs or terrify the Smurfs into panic and I can grab a couple? I think his first instinct probably would be the former, like, what the fuck is it and what can I do with it? Because yeah. again, if he, he, cause he doesn't know what it is without proper study and especially looking at what's going on, yeah. he could end up wiping out Smurf Village. Yeah. So, so he's going to want to capture Gobo alive. Yeah. Now this this fight's going to be quite tricky because I'd actually say there's again there's not significant height difference. No, um, I think and I think like Gobo's going to be about knee high to him, which is just high enough that I think he'd be small and agile enough. That yeah, kind of and run at them. because Gargoyle's kind of useless. He, oh, I don't think he has sort of a hunchback. Thing he did. Yeah, he's, 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 he's hunched he... over. He's not very mobile. Plus that nose is a fucking target. Like Gobo's. Yeah. If I'm Gobo, to be honest, if he's hunched over, that nose is a fucking trip hazard. <laughs> yeah. Like, Gobo straight up his leg, up to his nose, and bite it. Yeah. I mean, fraggles, you never really see it, but if they're eating a lot of radishes and stuff like that, radishes are fairly hard root, mm. so they're going to have quite good teeth. Yeah. So, he's straight up and biting him on the fucking nose, biting that great big ugly wart off, and let him fucking bleed out. No, he won't bleed that much from the wart, though. Okay, bite the wart off, bite the rest of his fucking nose off. There you go. Um, but yeah. Just let him bleed out. Yeah. But then does he just sort of magic himself a, a plaster? His magic wasn't that good, was it? There's no I'm, sure, I'm sure he could magic up a plaster. Well, plaster, yeah, but if, you, if somebody's bitten your entire fucking nose off, you're going to have more than a plaster, and you? That's a good starting point. But yeah, I mean, I think that, that's obviously the problem with Gargamel. Gargamel would think he would have an advantage because he's bigger, he's human for a star yeah. swordman. Again, coming into that sort of, that whole um, yeah. thing of what he wants to do with his nose. But he, he's, he's going to have the arrogance to say, well, I'm human and they're not. I, I, I've subjugated a cat, so I'm obviously powerful. Yeah. I have magic, I have size, and he's not really going to think anything off the fraggles other than, well, I can dissect you, or I can work out what you are and what you do and where I put my dick. Yeah. And he's not really going to take that much, or pay much, much attention to them. No, I definitely think he's, he's going down. Uh, and it's a single fraggle job, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not a pack thing. Uh, they're, they're not a pack sort of creature anyway. No, they're not. They're just, so, so Gobo will just take him down and he can be left in a bloody mess. Yeah. Bleeding out, basically. So then I guess Gobo's going to wade over and get involved with Red and the Doozers. At which point, when Gobo comes over, he can quite easily free Red. So now you've got a fraggle pack who... Unless they've kind of set fire to Red already. Well, I mean, the Doozers are trying to free it. So yeah, yeah. And even if they have set fire to her, the first thing Gobo's going to do is put her out. Yeah, and to be honest, it'd be quite fun to stamp out the fire anyway. Yeah, so now you've got... So now you've got two... Essentially, you've got a Godzilla situation now. We've got two giants in the middle yeah. of the village. Plus, you usually kicking buildings. Plus, you've got um, Freddy Fraggle. What's his name? Wembley. Wembley. Um, yeah. Wembley's still, even at this point, Wembley's still cowering in the Yeah, he, he's hiding out of the way. We kind of haven't really established where the, the, the Smurfs went at this point, where the, the core Smurfs went. And they were being. Well, they, yeah, I mean, they, they would have been part of this because it's all Smurfs on deck. Yeah. But I mean, now at this point, with the village being threatened, this is where they're going to kind of band together. Yeah. Because they're the leaders, basically, yeah. so they need to band together and find a way to take down these two giant fragments. I mean, Wembley is still wild cards, you say, because he's still hiding. Yeah. And then Boomer's still just there going, just watching. It's all he's going to do. He's yeah. Not, he's useless. You may as well exclude him from the Yeah, he's going to sit there watching all this. is fucking lame. Yeah, I mean, literally, the Smurfs could band together and build a giant fucking Smurf mallet go over and fucking whack him about the head with it and he would just lie there going, well, I fucking told you. Yeah. So this coming. Yeah. So fuck him. They can just take him down. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. They can just fucking... Well, yeah, that's it. If there's any 
any myriad of ways they could do it. They could you know, they could also stand on each other's shoulders and make you know, a, make some form of let's say a mallet or a hammer. Goldman Smith in that. Yeah, basically. No, I always loved that. I always loved Smith as, as a term. As a term, because it can be anything. And again, Family Guy made a joke of it yeah. about you know, uh, one of the Smurfings with the Smurfing parking lot. Yeah, and it's so. It, it's so easy to do. You could make you could make Smurf absolutely anything, which oh, is yeah. what they did. Oh yeah, it can mean anything. But yeah, it's, it's fairly. I mean, it, yeah, there's a myriad of ways they can magic something up. They could like Brainy and Andy could build something between them. Yeah. There is a whole bunch of ways, but essentially anywhere they could take him down with a fucking rock if they really wanted to. Yeah. Like there you go. If Brainy and Andy make a fucking little trebuchet. Yeah. And just fucking fire a rock off of his head. He's going to cold climb. He's going to see it coming yeah, towards him and he won't fucking move. Yeah, it's going to be that cartoon thing where you get the point of view shot where it just you know, comes closer and closer and closer and yeah, closer and closer. Yeah. And that's got, uh, kind of like that. That's got a bit of the David and Goliath thing going on as well. So yeah. we'll go with that. So he's fucking down there, which yeah. is probably the key for Wembley yeah. to fucking run away. Because Wembley's going to see that go, right, see it, guys. Not having any of that. Because yeah, now we've got two dead, two Godzilla and obviously Smith Fetish. Yeah. Although in this instance, like Wembley always had this really fucking loud Hawaiian shirt on, so he's got like the most rubbish fucking camouflage ever. Like just see, like he is gonna have to strip. Basically, if he wants to hide, he's got to strip because otherwise, yeah, he's gonna see it from a fucking mile off. Yeah. So he's just gonna need to take his fucking shirt off and run for the hills. But then even then, like for us, given the the size difference, the scale difference. It's going to be pretty fucking hard to hide from the from smurfs anyway because they're going to see the thing that's blocking out the sun. Yeah, true, I guess. So he's just going to have to fucking leg it as fast as he can. Yeah, he, rather yeah. than hide it, he's just going to leg it. Yeah, he's just going to have to aim for Canada or somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could leg it and run it for all we know. He could run into travelling mat on his fucking boots and bring travelling mat back with it. Maybe. Now, at that point, it's interesting because travelling mat's got a fucking stick. So he can just wade in and be fucking batting smurfs everywhere like fucking golf practice. Yeah, but again, you you should look at the sheer numbers and think of the, the Simpsons take on Fantasia. Yeah. Where if you were trying to fend all, all the little crashes and then they eventually just the sheer numbers just overwhelmed him. Well this is the thing that we said from the start with the Smiths, there are there are literally hundreds of them. But that's why Fraggles need the fucking losers yeah. to keep the Smurf population in control. And at that, you know, when it, when it boils down to that, you kind of have to come back to giving it to the Fraggles because the losers have got industrial fucking machinery. They may be a similar size, but they're a oh, similar yeah, size in bulldozers. Yeah. So they can just run over the fucking Smurfs. They can be knocking buildings over. In the meantime, you've got red and fucking gobo kicking mushrooms around everywhere as yeah. well. I don't think the Smurfs are going to answer. I think it's at this point at they've this taken they've taken they've two taken down. Taken two down and, and one has run away. One has run away. Yeah, but he could potentially come back with another. Yeah, but I mean it's, that's but, that's a stretch because traveling that could be fucking yeah, anywhere. It could be anywhere on the planet. Yeah, but, so that is a stretch. Yeah, so so two two are dead and one's run away. On the other side, Gargamel is dead. He's bled to death. Yeah, because the bastard didn't work. Yeah. Asriel is still alive, having taken out Sprocket. Yeah, oh yeah, they've still got so Asriel. Yeah, so you've still got Asriel, who's going to be doing whatever he can. Now, if Gargamel's dead, is Asriel actually going to be fucking bothered? Is the question. Well, he's a fucking cat. Cats, cats I can speak from experience here. Cats are not fucking bothered about anything. No. Ever, apart from, where's my food, and I'm going to sleep. Yeah. That's it, that's cats, in a nutshell. So, I mean, is Asriel going to say, well, there's two similar sized things over there I can go play with? I think, if anything, Asriel would look at the two dead fraggles and go, 
probably eat them. Yeah. Lunch? Yeah. And he's going to wander over and just start noshing on fucking Booba and Moki. So yeah, so that's him out of there. Particularly, so, like, you know Moki smells a bit fishy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's going to attract him. Yeah. Like, he's just going to be over there chowing down. So you've got Gargamel's dead, Sprocket is dead, Azrael's eating Moki, Booba's dead, the Smurfs and the dudes as, as a general populace are Kind of taking each other. Taking each other on, but I think eventually you've got to you've got to give it to the dudes. They're gonna yeah. They're gonna get eventually, but it's not gonna be without loss. No, no, there'll be loss on both sides, but I mean we're looking at both of those as a collective because there's no characters that say yeah. And got to think of dudes as well. I mean the other thing that we've got to do is dudes is all wear fucking hard hats compared to Smurfs little white cloth caps. So it's not like the Smurfs can take them by throwing rocks or any kind of shit either. No. Yeah. They're essentially armoured. If, if for some you know, if for some bizarre reason they did get to a point where they had weapons, a, a standard headshot isn't going to do it. No. It needs to be a fe- either a face or a chest. Yeah. That's going to do the damage. So, so if you've got Smurf, uh, a doozer in a, in a bulldozer with a hard hat on, they're kind of protected by the fact that you've got the machine in front of them anyway. Yeah. So there will be casualties on both sides because I don't think everyone had a bulldozer or no, no. But eventually, eventually they Yeah, eventually, eventually they've got industry on their side. Yeah, no, they've they've got technology. Whereas from no, for the fact you had Smurf for everything, you didn't have mechanic Smurf who made yeah. cars or an arsonist Smurf who made fire bombs and shit. And you, you had practical Smurfs who built houses and um, yeah. made cakes. So at the, at this point, really, what it comes down to is you've got two giants, I guess, to the Smurfs at this point, kicking over the mushrooms and stuff. Well, we say, I mean, we say giants, we said the Smurfs would be about ankle height, but that's still significantly different. Yeah. They're going to be able to, like, trash the houses and stuff. And so they can't exactly squash a Smurf, I don't think, but they can cause... They can cause serious, yes, cause serious injury. Yeah, they can, they can cause serious injury. So our five core Smurfs need a way to take those two down, or it's over, basically. Yeah. Smurf X not going to distract. I mean, now, if you had... I mean, she could possibly distract a dozer being female, but she's I not, no, no, she's I not don't think those are they're too, they're too into their jobs, they, I don't think they, like their sole existence is work, mm. I don't think they bother about fucking, god that sucks, I mean I've never that's, that's I don't think there are, there, are, there are even any female doozers, that's a depressing thought, yeah, Smurfette really, it's pretty fucking redundant, yeah, but again, it's the difference wrong. between Smurfette and Red, yeah, like Red's a, for all the fact she's a baller crazy, like she's an actual character and a person. Yeah. Or fraggle anyway. Whereas Smurfette is essentially Tobin Barbie. Yeah, she's a Barbie doll. Yeah. She's useless. I mean her her hand her hand has been played very early on. She by taking out Moki, that's good. Oh, that's kind of the only yeah, I mean, thing. Chalk one up for her, she's taken yeah. one down. But yeah. game over for her now. Yeah, she's kind of got no other no other impact. No. Brainy and Handy off trying to build stuff to fend off those to fend off the yeah, they, they, so yeah, they're, they're, they're basically the generals in that yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're out of things because they're preoccupied and they're already going to get stabbed they're well they're going down the dudes are taking them down yeah either that or Red and Jogo yeah because no, I, I, I think the dudes are going to take because even even though they are over there trying to build things to counteract the dudes the dudes themselves are builders so there's essentially a hundred handy smurfs there yeah Versus one. What's so up? all they've got going from is brainy. Yeah. And for all and brain brain's only application was to think of the shit. Handy you actually build it. 
Yeah. So Manella, like you said, even building trebuchets and shit like that, these are weary hard hats. Yeah, and they've got the numbers and, and the branch blocks, and yeah. they, they can be, you know, they can be putting up fortifications and things. Yeah. So at this point, you've just got part of Smurf who really. But he's got a bit of magic. He's got a bit of magic, but is, is it going to be. It's not sufficient enough to take down no, the fucking his, his magic was always kind of. It was strong enough to work with the Smurfs because they're small. Yeah. And when other other the film where they've done it in other, in other cartoon versions as well where he can make portals and shit and he can, he yeah. can move stuff around and he can he can summon no I think I think that you know if, if there's a drought he could you know he could make it rain and shit like that. Not really that effective and he's not really going to be able to do that much. So all he, basically he's got two choices here. Yeah, he does something like that, like brings a plague or makes it rain or whatever, floods a whole village and takes everybody down. He's either got to take out, yeah. He's either got to take out literally everyone, or he's got to teleport himself out of there and save himself like a coward. Yeah, I mean the thing is as well, he's kind of the general. He's he's always yeah. there. He's barking orders. He's he's pointing out the plays and he's he's making no, he's making everything that everything work. He's making all the plans, but he kind of stands out because he's the only fucker in red. Yeah. It's not as if you can blend in. I mean, well, I mean, the Fraggles are going to know that if they take down Papa Smurf, the rest of the Smurfs are going to stop fighting anyway. Yeah, they won't have to fight for. They won't have to fight for. But then at this point, it's Papa Smurf looking around and thinking, right, okay, this this war is lost. Yeah. No, no question about it, it's lost. So if he gets out of there, at least one Smurf survives. And he can repopulate the Smurfing planet. Yeah, exactly. He can Smurf his way around the planet. And, and if he grabs Smurfette and legs it... Is Smurfette a fully functioning Smurf in that aspect? Well, we don't know. Now, would you be able to have a lot of Smurf babies? We don't know. But I mean, I Smurfs have got to come from somewhere. Yeah, he comes on mushrooms. So, like, they, they must have had a way of populating themselves before Smurfette, so maybe she's just for fun. I don't know. Sorry, that's an expression. That's rude. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, but, I mean he, he's already kind of worked a little bit of magic on her with her appearance and stuff. So, surely... Maybe that was the end game, was that he knew, he knew at some point you'd have to fuck us, we made a pretty... So, he's going to grab Smurfette and teleport the two of them out there. Yeah. So, that would leave the Fraggles to just obliterate the rest of the Smurfs, but yeah. we would have two surviving Smurfs. However, we've also still got Wembley running around. <laughs> yeah, so it's Wembley there, make it now, make it his thing that he's, he's, he's going to run far away from the village he can. Meanwhile, Smurfette and Papa Smurf are going to be one as far away from that village. And they both can. end up in and the same, same place, place, which is exactly what I think. So they teleport the same place at Wembley, at which point they could, like I said, Wembley, the accidental hero, they could teleport literally straight in front of him and he, and he just runs straight on four of them and squish him. Yeah. Came over. I think so. I think, uh, yeah, that would, as in the accidental hero, what he wouldn't do on there, they probably feel really they would, bad. They would teleport in front of him, it would frighten him, right? And he'd run. He'd scream like a girl, and in doing so, he'd probably get, he'd trip, and fall, fall on and squish him. Yeah, as I said, he'd probably feel really bad about it as well. Oh, he'd feel terrible, yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I think he just won the war. He did just win the war. In the battle of Smurfs versus Fraggles, Fraggles win. Fraggles win. And quite definitively, I think, in the end. Yeah, which I, I did kind of see coming. Yeah, I think it's probably the biggest mismatch we've had in terms of size and ability. Yeah, it was more about the actual... I think I think it, this one was always going to be more about the characteristics. It was about the characteristics. They were, they were a good match in terms of their universes and things yeah. like that. So, yeah, in the Battle of Smurfs versus Fraggles, Fraggles are the winner. Absolutely. Okay, uh, if you want to talk to us about that or if you want to suggest any other fights that you'd like to see or just generally get in touch and shoot the shit, you can go to our brand new website, whowinspodcast.com and get in touch with us through there. You can also find our previous episodes. Uh, until then, this is Mark. This is Chris. See you later.